Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to the Windermere Coaching Minutes. And this is our podcast where we like to talk about power strategies, successful routines, and bring those to light with real estate agents within the Windermere Network who are doing some pretty phenomenal things. And so today I have with us is Jonna Hood. Jonna, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm well. Well, thank you for being on our podcast. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. So uh, for the listeners today that are listening in, um, you might be asking, why is Jonna on our podcast? Um, I met Jonna back in 2014, uh, but Jonna has been in the real estate industry for 20 years now, right, Jonna? Yep. As of March. So we talked, you started when you were 13, right? Is that correct? <laughs> I wish. Yeah. No, 19. <laughs> yeah, so you started when you were 19. Um, and uh, just a couple of, uh, of, of words that come to mind when I think about Jonna and when, when I met her. Um, uh, highly motivated, uh, a very fun individual, very direct, very professional, very consistent. And uh, the reason why I wanted to have John on today is because John is a real estate agent who has consistent production, uh, has been doing this for a long time and takes six to seven vacations a year. And real estate is her vehicle to live life. And I think that we have a lot of people in our industry, unfortunately, that maybe have good production, but when you really ha- ask them about, you know, are they living life? They're not. And John, we kind of joked about it, but then people get to their later, later in their years and they go, well, now I guess I should go have fun, but you know, maybe health isn't where it should be, or maybe they've got other uh, things that are holding them down. And so you've taken a different approach and I'd love for you just to kind of tell me a little bit about that. I mean, how, let's start off with this. Um, how many vacations are you typically taking a year? Uh, I get guilty when I say it out loud, but I shouldn't. I, you know, it's probably six to eight at a minimum. Okay, and I so try to actually plan ahead. I start dreaming in December, planning the next year out. I know I want to go international at least once, right? I know I want somewhere warm at least twice. So I try to really make that a priority in my planning. So you sit down and kind of map out your calendar, say, here's what I'm going to go. Here's what I'm going to go do um, and really get that kind of dialed in for the year. Yeah. And I love it. And it, so why, why is that important to you to do that at the beginning of the year? Help me understand, because I know a lot of people say, well, I mean, I'm not that planned, but why do you, why do you insist on that type of planning? Because it's kind of been grilled into me by coaches just like you that we should be time blocking. Mm-hmm. And I think at an early age, I took that whole work hard, play hard motto to heart. And so I think, well, if they want me to plan time block for, you know, prospecting and CRMs and, you know, education and all that, why am I not time blocking for fun? (laughs) So I've always blocked out, even just on a weekly basis, I have time blocked for stuff that I care about, you know, which is equally as important as the real estate stuff. 
Yeah, and I think you said that, and, and that's, I think this is something that I want our listeners to hear is that um, it's not that you you just, the what comes second is the business. The business takes priority, but also having fun and living a life takes priority and you balance those two very well. Yeah, I just don't, you know, otherwise, why are we doing it if you're not having fun? And if you realize that, you know, all of your hours are dumped into your deals and your clients and they're not saving time for yourself, you're not going to be as good at your job. So when I come home from a mini long weekend somewhere, I'm refreshed and pumped and, and thankful that I get the opportunity to have that time to myself so that I can, you know, align my focus with them when I'm back. Yeah. Do you ever, I know, I know you're in the office, you're in the Midtown. Uh, do you ever get other agents that say, how do you take so much time off? Do you ever get people asking you, well, how are you going so much? Um, yeah, I think so. But we all usually joke. I mean, the minute you book a vacation, the day before a lead shows up. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. It and it's really true. It happens very often. So I think there's some skill involved in learning how to prepare and forecast and plan your business first and, you know, build your fun around that. Um, but you can prep at work because my clients get to work remote now. Why can't I? Right. So right. there's some stuff that I can be managing from wherever. And then just time where I need to really tune off. So I think it's just building that into your business plan. How am I going to maintain while also sustaining myself, you know? Exactly. And one thing I, I didn't ask you, but I, I do want to know, do you have anybody that you rely on that uh, helps you cover things when you're gone? I do. Unfortunately, she's, she's a realtor and a friend, so we, we travel together. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's kind of blown that up for me. But I do have a really great office of strong agents that I know I can lean on. I probably, I need to work on letting go of more. Um, I take every client really seriously, so I manage most of it, but I am getting better at partnering with buyers agents and I do when it comes to listings they take priority so a lot of my trips are planned around things I know that are coming you know so but when I'm gone I've got great agents to help and you know it's usually the bigger stuff that I manage and the smaller stuff that I hand off right well and also too and a lot of I, there's some fears I want to dive into here that we get pushback from when we say agents should be taking vacations you know we always say um you know, our goal in coaching is to win 40 to 45 weeks and then take the rest of the time off, you know, and they look at, well, gosh, that's like seven, you know, seven weeks. I'm like, yeah, you should be taking time off to recharge, but you have a very consistent production. Um, you also are highly referral based and you're also listing heavy. When I look at your, your numbers, I mean, you do more listings than you do buyers. I mean, you don't, you have buyers, but, um, so here's the fear. So a lot of agents will say, well, wait a second, but if I, if I take time off and I let my clients on taking time off, I might lose those clients because they think that I'm not working hard for them. Has that been your experience? Um, no, but I think I am an over communicator. So one thing that I've learned the hard way, right. In my first four or five years, I was afraid to have really open and you called me direct earlier, which I'll take as yes. a compliment. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is a compliment. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love when people are direct because it doesn't make me try to guess what you're trying to say. Well, and our, our clients need it, right? They need to know we have to set boundaries with each other and they appreciate it. So me starting that conversation with the way I work my business, it allows the opportunity for them to tell me how they prefer to be uh, worked with and communicated with and just setting the expectations out of the gate and explaining, you know, the hours that I work and the days off that I take and, you know, how my communication and process will be for their individual transaction and needs. So I think the more you over-communicate, um, the less problem they have, they, they go on vacations, they do stuff with family. 
why can't I, you know, and when, when you express how prepared you are for them in advance, that has nothing to do with where I'll be in three or four weeks, as long as they're getting what they need. Right. Well, and I think that that last part is so critical, what you said. I mean, I, I know you time block. I also know you have some pretty dialed in processes. And so you have some pretty predictable outcomes when it comes to your clients so that even though you're doing that, you're going to be away, you still know that there's going to be an outcome that's going to be beneficial to them and to you. Because that's, I mean, that's why you have a, a huge referral business base, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so that's one of the fears, you know, I'm going to lose clients because I'm taking time off and they think I'm not working very hard for them. And, and I know that not to be the case. Um, and I know other agents that I talk to that do similar uh, types of uh, time off that you do have, have expressed that's not the case. But it also comes back to, just as you said, having a very dialed in process. Um, when it comes to working with your buyers and your sellers and a very great ability to communicate upfront setting, I always call it setting clear expectations, right? Yeah. And I think really having the confidence is the first piece. And I've, it took me years to develop that, but I think we have to have the confidence to defend our commission. We have to have the confidence to just defend our marketing and all the reasons and our, and our value package. But part of that is also really defining what your business parameters are, how I'm running a business, what are my, what, what hours do I have off, <laughs> how many yeah. vacations do I take, and that's part of a business owner's process. So I think that you have to be able to confidently admit those and say them out loud, and, and, and you'll get the respect from your clients when you do so. Right. I totally agree. So another thing that I heard the other day, so talking about taking time off, somebody said, well, you know, I could take time off, but because the market is, and they use the word crazy right now, I just don't have time to take time off. What would be your response to that? Um, I understand because I know there are certain seasons for me, for example, April <laughs> is, mm. is, so I, I really do shift my planning around. I know seasons where I can November and December are months where I know I can be gone for longer. Um, so I set my own expectations personally to just here, I, here it comes, March, February, March, April, I got to have my head to the ground, but then I will come up for air in June. And while I'm still taking time during those months, I have to remind myself when I slow down to really take advantage of it. Cause we'll have these two, three weeks, once in a while where there's just nothing going on. And sometimes agents will fret about it. I have to talk to my other colleagues and myself and go, oh, no, no, this is the time <laughs> for you to yes. focus on you. And yes, your coach will say, get back to basics and do other things to build the next wave. That's only half of it. The other half is sustaining yourself. And this is the time to do some of those hobbies or those home passions or things that you, you know, have been putting off. Do you find that because you take vacations that you have uh, less, um, opportunity for burnout i mean do you do you, i mean when you when you go on that vacation because here's one thing that that i've noticed about you and i know just from when we work together i mean you work really hard so when you're working you're working yeah. and when you're off you're off um and yeah you find that, that gives you a peace of mind to just be refreshed when you come back and be better for your clients and for your friends and for your family and all that good stuff well i think it gives me gratitude yep right? and a respect for my role because our job is really hard and emotionally wearing. We care a lot about our clients. We care a lot about every single deal. Um, and so when I get to take time for myself and recharge, I feel blessed to be a real estate agent. I feel lucky that I get to have that time, right? There are careers where you work 80, 90 hours a week and you get your two weeks a year, but I've chosen a path and a career industry that 
allows me more. And so when I get to do these things, I come home ready to work and excited to, you know, because the balance gives me that gratitude and reinforces my love for the, the job. Yep. Exactly. So here's, I have a question for you. This happened to me the other day on a coaching call. I have people that uh, take time off to get ready for a vacation. Um, and my, from a coaching standpoint, I say ramp up, up until you leave so that when you come back, the faucet is still running, meaning that, you know, the business is still coming in. What's your philosophy on that? So like, if you're getting ready to go on a two week or three week vacation, are you working right up to that point and making sure that, you know, your, your flow and your connections are happening. So when you come back, it's, it's like you didn't skip a beat. Um, yes, I think a lot of it is just preparing, right? So I'm setting up and scheduling things for the, the day or two after I get back. So my whole week is I'm working on things, even while I'm on vacation, I'll take an email and, and start setting appointments, um, ahead of time, mm-hmm. but I don't do one of my flaws I want to work on is I don't take as many vacations where I'm, you know, up on a mountain with no cell phone service. <laughs> so I am guilty of, you know, still slipping in work, but it's usually by a pool or it's, you know, somewhere fun. But some of that prep work ahead of time is usually with my people. So as we're scheduling them, if I know I've got a trip in August and I have a listing that's talking about coming on, then I'll start, we'll start making those plans now and setting dates now. So we have the expectation. They know um, what my schedule is like and where we both fit in together. Right. Well, so, uh, so uh, not losing clients was a fear, don't have the time. A third little fear that I think comes up is people and this kind of what we were just talking about is, yeah, but if I, take, if I take that much time off and I don't, and I don't work while I'm on vacation, then you know, I'm not going to make the kind of money that I want to make. And so I just rather just work because, you know, and then I'll, I'll, I'll have a vacation later. I'll, I'll work really hard now. And then when I'm done doing that, then I'll, then I'll go have fun and have a vacation. And I think that um, having work-life balance is really, really important. And looking at your consistent production, it doesn't seem like you are, are having a hard time taking your vacations and also making the income that you want to make. Yeah, I think it's where you prioritize your hours and minutes. And there's just, when you mentioned, maybe I'll do it later, there might not be a later, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And for me, I just, these years are equally important to me as my years when I'm in my 60s and 70s retired. And so I really value myself and I want to give myself the same care and love that I give my clients, you know? And so I think a lot of it is just, making yourself a priority because you can bust your butt and you, how, how happy are you? Right. And yep. so for me, I think I've, there's a level in my head where I know that this is enough and, and I, and I'm, I have afforded the ability to go take care of myself and have some fun, you know, um, and every agent's different on what that level is, but I think it, I think it should be involved time blocking for yourself and for your family and for fun should be involved no matter what level you're at. Cause at the end of the day, this is a job. And like you said, it's a vehicle. Um, it's not, shouldn't be the end all of everything. Yeah, exactly. And I've got to believe, I mean, and, and I just see from, uh, from knowing you and seeing where you go, I mean, you're in, you're enjoying, you go to a lot of cool places. I mean, you weren't you just, were, were you just in New York? Uh, not too long yeah, ago. Yeah. Went to Inman in New York. Um, and I did get, I had a couple friends and clients that were like, well, you're gone for, I went for like eight days, mm-hmm. but the conference was for three and I haven't been to New York in a long time. And it's, it's a chance to build in some vacations. So I added a day or two on each end and really enjoyed my time just doing touristy stuff. And so, yeah. um, and I don't think my clients mind. They see that I'm out learning and getting education, but I'm also taking advantage of stuff that I'm passionate about. So 
Um, and I was available for the, the deals that I had that were active and, you know, but it just left me feeling really good about not only my career and that I learned something and was checking that box, but that I was also serving myself, you know? Right. Well, and I also have to believe as you live life and you experience other areas and do fun things is that it creates conversation with your clients, whether they're seeing you do it or they've been there before. I mean, it just, it opens up a whole new world of just experience, correct? Yeah, I think that it's, it's just helping you grow and maintain and stoke that fire of who you are as a person. I I heard a quote the other day that I thought was cute on Facebook. It was, you know, who were you before the world told you what to be? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the stuff I daydream about and the the trips and adventures that I plan are really just me trying to tap back into what I want to do. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I love people. It's not about, for me, it's not about the houses. You know, I'm passionate about the people that I work with and the better I am at my job, the, the more it affords me the ability to do the things that I love. And I think we have to remind ourselves of that because, you know, otherwise, why are we doing it? You know? Well, and I also think too, uh, you know, so many of us, unfortunately, um, you know, we, we say, well, someday I'll go do that, or I'll go do that when there's more time. And uh, that's just a self-fulfilling prophecy of not going and doing it. Yeah. And some of my clients, you know, and thinking about, I used to be really shy about stuff like posting online and and how involved is my social and my, in my personal and my travels, right? If it looks like I'm gone, is that going to be a problem? And what I found when I, and I openly talk to my clients, like, should I post that? What did you think? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. and it goes they, back to your directness. Well, yeah. And they, over the, they've been with me for years. Right. And even right. my new clients, social media is a way for them to get to know me. And if I'm only ever reposting the cool stats that, that, you know, Matthew Gardner provides us, or, you know, if it's only work stuff, they're not getting to know me. And I work the whole transaction to personally connect with them. Then afterwards or through it during my social, they're getting to see that I'm a real person and, and get to know and like me. And, you know, I think some of that authenticity and sharing your passions um, is what keeps people with you, right? Because you're, you're going to do as good of a job as the next guy, but they want to like you too, you know? Exactly. Well, and, and we teach this, I mean, in Ninja all the time, we say, you know, people want to work with people that they know, like, and trust. And, you know, getting Matthew Gardner reports and getting Keeping Current Matters articles, and that's all anybody does. And by the way, I have a new listing. Um, That's not going to get you into that like and that no area because, you know, the person that I want to get to know is the person who loves to go scuba diving, the person who loves music, the person who likes to go and eat really phenomenal food. I mean, that's how we connect as human beings. And I think that um, sometimes and I hate to say this, but I think sometimes the old school world of real estate, you know, think that they have to work 24 seven, jump through hoops for their clients and be, you know, I, uh, I think Doug Simcock calls them pop tart agents where they just, you know, their schedule is their client's schedule. And, uh, and I don't think that's healthy. And I also think that we can be genuine and authentic and, and live the lives we want to live. And that's going to connect us with more of the people that we're going to enjoy working with. Yeah. Right. And I think the not being a Pop-Tart agent and really setting those boundaries and being clear about your processes, your clients respect you more, right? Because at a certain level, they kind of assume that if you're good at your job, that you you run it like a business, you know? Yes. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, so let me ask you this. If, if somebody was out there uh, today and they were going, well, I mean, this is all great. I mean, but Jonna does it because she just has time. Uh like if you could think of two critical things that helped you to get to where you are today, to be able to take this time off and balance it, what would you think those two things might be? 
Well, I think the first is just that it's my priority. I've, it's yep. not, I've been doing it regardless of whatever income level I was at. So it might, might've been smaller trips. <laughs> it might've been a local staycation yes. in 2009, <laughs> you know, um, but it's just always been a priority and it's not just the travel. It's things like I have on my calendar music Mondays or two hours a week. I'm, I'm listening to new music because I care about going to local shows because that's some, that's a hobby of mine. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing those passion things and passion scheduling the whole way along. So, and if you don't think you can afford it, you can, that's just a budgeting scaling thing. Um, The time is there. It's just how you want to use your time, you know? Yeah. Well, I love it. It's, it's, it's the narrative. It sounds, well, two things. It's the narrative. Number one, number two, it's, you made it important. I I love what I think uh, it's John Asraf says, if you're, if you're, um, if you're just interested in something, you'll do what's convenient, but if you're committed to it, you'll do whatever it takes and you're committed to this experiences and doing these things. And so you make time for it, you prioritize it, and it goes in your schedule. Yeah. Okay. And what would be the second thing? Um, I think organization. Mm-hmm. So really mapping out. I've always been a big planner, and I think that has aided me in my personal stuff as well. So as much as you're mapping out for your clients and your listings and all the things we have to do to get a deal ready and then closed... Um, I look at my own personal life that way. So I do spend time months and months in advance thinking of, and it's not just travel. Some of it's, you know, do I want to take a cool art class or do I want to learn how to, you know, do this or that? So if I want to hike this peak, there's just like, I daydream and I put those on the list next to my work goals and they are equally important. So it's priority and then planning. And organization. I know I saw a funny quote the other day. It says, I'm all about going with the flow when is the flow scheduled? <laughs> right? And so, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, yes, have fun, but let's schedule the fun and let's, uh, let's make it impactful. Um, well, um, John, I, hey, I want to thank you. And, and your next, your, where's your next trip? I'm going to Nashville in about eight days. Oh, I love Nashville. And I'm, I'm I imagine really excited. I'm, I got, um, I'm keeping room in my suitcase for, to bring home a hat and some boots. Yeah. And I'm, I imagine you're going to see, some, well, you can't help but see really phenomenal music when you're there. Yep. That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be so fun. Well, Hey, I want to thank you for taking the time today. If somebody wanted to reach out to you just to kind of pick your brain on how you do it, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, probably my cell phone texting. If they want to send me an email, that's great too. But I love sharing and venting and brainstorming with my peers because we're all going through the same stuff, um, good and bad, and it's a shifting market. So I think it's good to just hear from each other and get that reinforcement for, you know, what's working, what's not, and just cool ideas that we hadn't thought of, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What's what? Uh, what's your number? So they, if they want to call you, they could. My cell is 425-280-6852. Perfect. And what's your email? It's Jonna, J-O-N-N-A at winninger.com. Terrific. Well, great. Well, I will, and I'll put the, I'll put that in the show notes too. Um, and uh, any, anything else for the good of the order? Any, any other ideas you have before we uh, end our podcast for today on uh, how to have work-life balance and take great vacations? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just put, add a, put it on your schedule, put add an hour this week to sit down and go, you know what, what's some fun that I have been meaning to do? What's something that I would be sad if I died in a week? You know, what was the thing yeah, exactly. that I really wanted to do and plan it? If it's one thing, just plan it. But I think if you only spend 30 minutes or an hour each week thinking about how, where's the fun yep. in my week, 
I think yeah, that's what important. you what you focus on expands, right? Yeah, and the happier you are, the better you are at your job. Yeah, and and I got to tell you, they're more fun to hang around with because when I've gone to lunch with you and I've been in your presence, <laughs> you have great energy and you're fun, and so and and that's and that's an attraction too, right? I mean, we think about it. You know, my dad would always say, when you leave a room, two things will be said about you. I'm so glad you're gone, or I can't wait to see you again. And <laughs> yeah. so, so I think that having a good positive energy by recharging yourself is an important thing uh, when it comes to business and to just uh, you know being around people. It's important. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, Jonathan, thank you so much. No, uh, my pleasure. It. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, for those of you listening, uh, thank you for taking the time uh, to listen to our podcast. If you like what we're doing, please feel free to share it. And uh, we always end our podcast by saying, uh, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. Thanks, Jonah. Thanks, Mike. All right. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.